Howdy folks, it's Matt here at the top of the episode to apologise that we don't have a mainline pointless reinvention for you this week. Uh, we've all been very busy with shit, it's been really difficult to find time to record. Rest assured that we are working on it and that we're going to have new pointless reinventions for you very, very soon. For now though, it is Patreon bonus content time, you lucky motherfuckers. If you're not on the Patreon, this is a little taster behind the paywall of a show that me and Mac do together uh, called What's All This Then? It's a real fun film podcast where we just look at a poster for a film we haven't seen and then we pitch what we think the movie's about. Uh, and then at the end, we find out how close we get and we ask you all to uh, tell us whether you think our version or the actual version is better. So enjoy this and look forward to more actual proper episodes of Pointless Reinvention coming out very, very soon. That's it. Enjoy the episode. This is the bonus content that Mac has made, and we haven't checked it yet. <laughs> we haven't we haven't done any pre-checks, so if it's fucked, please blame him. Cool. Hello, 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 what's all this then? It's the show where we look at a movie poster and try to come up with the script for that movie, knowing only the title and what's on the poster. I am here, it's me, Mac, and as always, I am here with my rock to my Mick Foley. It's Matt's Music House. Hello, Matt. Can you smell what? I cooked for lunch. That's the, what he says, isn't it? It is. Uh, the Rock, of course, in our most recent episode of Hello, Hello, What's All This Then? See, I'm keeping the continuity going. <laughs> Oof, such a professional. Yeah, Matt, what genre would you like this week? Uh, this week, let's take a tasty action movie. Okay, and what decade would you like? I think we should hit some recent shit. So let's go with 2020 and see how long it takes us to get to a film that we haven't heard of. Okay. Well, I will hit generate now. <laughs> right. Okay. The top two films are Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay. I have heard of that. I yeah. don't know what happens in it. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> uh, a film that we didn't bring up last week, Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> Oh shit, yeah, that does start in Diesel, doesn't it? And answers the question, what if a man was nano-machines? <laughs> yeah, and also genuinely a film here that I have never heard of, and the poster is Tom Holland and female actress I recognise, whose name I don't know, <laughs> called Chaos Walking. Oh, I've heard of Chaos Walking. It, it looks like Twilight parody. Like, that's what it looks like. I think it's shit. My belief is that Chaos Walking is some sort of young adult novel. It looks shit. <laughs> I think, I think, let's just do a real quick, this, this is a real quick episode because I'm going to tell you what I think the plot is and then you're going to look up, you're going to look up what it is and tell me if I'm right. I've got the plot right in front of me, so let's do it. Go quick. So I think the plot is that they live in a world where either everyone's you can see what everybody's thinking on like little flashes around their head mm -hmm. or there are no women and then one turns up maybe both of those things are true uh two unlikely companions embark on a perilous adventure through the badlands of an unexplored planet as they try to escape a dangerous and disorientating reality where all inner thoughts are seen and heard Bam. by everyone nailed it no no mention of only uh, one woman but the female actress i recognize was daisy ridley who i think ah. is a star wars she is in a certainly a star wars possibly multiple star wars is who mm -hmm. who can who could who could say nerds 
nuts. <laughs> well, shall I generate six more? Let's see if we can find something more obscure. Yes. <laughs> All right. The top one is Venom. Let there be courage. This is about. This is, yeah, getting... this is gonna We're... take a while. Oh, hold on. Have you heard of Army of Thieves? Ooh, no, I haven't. Oh, hold on. Oh, Army of Thieves is the. Is that the Army of the Dead spinoff? Is it? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Ugh. Have you heard of the Ice Road? No. All right, let's fucking do that then. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to have to sit here and generate films for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, like, the, the good thing about doing a racing film is, right, not only will people be able to immediately be like, I know what this film is like and you, this is nothing like it, but also, guess who the main actor is? Oh, shit, son, it's Liam Neeson's. That's right, it's Sprinkles himself. <laughs> it's Sprinkles the Nutman, Liam Neeson. So... This photo, this poster, I suppose, comprises of a very large Liam Neeson head at an angle, a bit of a Dutch angle, to the rest of the scene with the ice road, where it says, I see the E road, written yeah. uh, underneath that. it in I sort of a stylized, <laughs> slightly uh, gradiented font. Then mm -hmm. directly underneath that is one of those big Optimus Prime, like American trucks yeah. uh, that is on some ice. It looks like it's on a frozen lake, maybe, where there's mm -hmm. crack. The ice is cracking and there's two people running towards the truck uh, on either side of the cracked ice. Oh, and also it's snowing. Yeah, that's, that's crucial. It is an ice road, after all. I want to bring something up here, Martin. I want to get your opinion on it. Yeah. Now, knowing that we've done Out of Sight, which was majority George Clooney on the poster. Yes. Is this the most one actor, two poster percentage that we've seen so far? I think it is. And here is going to be my, what's the word? Here's going to be, here's going to be my prediction, if you like. Mm -hmm. I don't think Liam Neeson's in this very much. <laughs> in our film, or do you think that's actually what it's like? In I think one? that's actually going to be the case. I think this is one <laughs> of those movies that they, people made for like, Five million, Liam Neeson cost four million, and he was like, You get two days, and I'm not speaking to anybody, right? Yeah. And so, Liam, ne you're never going to see Liam Neeson. It's very Neeson. busy. It's around the Christmas period. I've got pre existing commitments. You're never going to see Liam Neeson in the same room as another actor, right? It's always going to be shot, reverse shot, where it could be a body double. He's not going to be in it a huge amount. Uh, and it's ah. just going to be some other, like, people who are on casualty or something for a bit have you seen the gray i've not seen the gray is that the one with liam neeson and a bunch of wolves that is exactly it liam neeson gets lost in the snowy snowy wilderness yeah and has to avoid a load of wolves and at the end he reads a poem and fights a wolf and it's inconclusive what happens oh cool good like all the best movies yeah but crucially the start of that film he's in a plane the plane crashes and there's no real explanation for the plane crashes. So maybe this is a sequel to The Grey. What's actually happened is all vehicles have gained sentience and want to kill people. Oh, okay. So this is Maximum Carnage, brackets ice. Yeah. And I like the idea that Liam Neeson has somehow survived the wolf fight, but then is killed in like the first 10 minutes by a big yeah, truck. Yeah, by a big truck. <laughs> yeah. And that truck is then, it's like a slasher film. But instead of it being like a creepy slasher appears by things, it's a giant fucking huge truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the middle of the snowy wasteland. Oh, that's very good. And crucially, like, the truck doesn't run people over. It's got jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, well, I was it's thinking, got, like, a wolf no, mouth. It's, 
No, I was thinking it's just got two little robotic arms that still uses knives. <laughs> <laughs> like the smokestacks. The smokestacks <laughs> yeah. on either side that are big chimneys. Instead, they yeah. come down and he's got yeah. fingies. Stows up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Um, well, yeah. I just, like, oh, that, that's not... perfect. Right? That's how Liam Neeson dies at the start. Where he's against the wall and he's got his arms up. And he opens his eyes and it's just like almost like an animal kind of thing where he's just staring and the grill is right in front of him mm. and the smoke's releasing from like you know like the little tiny smoke stacks and stuff almost like an animal's just like breathing on its nose and then just a hand comes around the side and just stabs him in the neck <laughs> <laughs> which is also very funny right because then you can have people find him and find other victims and be like there must be some sort of serial killer around here yeah but crucially always in the background that truck's just slightly in the distance in the foreground mm. of all the shots in the background. If it was yes. in the foreground, you would just... It's right in truck. front of him. You can't see anything because all no. you can see is the truck. All you hear is dialogue and you just yeah. see the front of a truck. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so, I, yeah. I, okay, I think I slasher like truck's very good. <laughs> and then, yeah, maybe Liam Neeson only ever then appears in, like, flashback. Mm-hmm. Or in, like, in, in um, you know, Force Ghost, right? Yeah. So that you can just... You can put him in front of a green screen... Hold his lines up on a big board and bend right in the camera, and you can just read them. Yeah. And all the time, it's just dialogue from other films he's been in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've taken dialogue from like Batman Begins. Love Actually. <laughs> he was in like, Love Actually, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he's someone's dad or something. Yeah. Know. Who knows anything about that movie? That movie's just 10 small TV shows at the same time. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm and sure it's fine. Joanna Page <laughs> pretends to suck off Martin Freeman. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about this fucking. <laughs> let's talk about this <laughs> oh, movie. So, yeah, the beginning is the beginning is Liam Neeson snapping the neck of a big wolf. Right. Well, sorry, not that. Sorry, Matt. Just because I understand, I've seen the grey. There is apparently a deleted scene where he does, or maybe post credit scene or something, where he slumps the wolf off him, implying that he has one. Yeah. But like. So the wolf is already dead, I believe, and he's just lying in the snow. Okay, fine. Okay, yeah. so so we open on Liam Neeson, you know, f- full frame on his face, right? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, lying yeah. in the white, and he's sort of the, you hear the, the you hear lost the, opening shot, as yeah. it's called. You hear the <laughs> yeah. breathing, the like, <sighs> like that, and it's like everything, you know, it's the underwater sounds when you're like a little yeah, bit stunned, yeah, and then it yeah. sort of it pans out, and it suddenly and it brings up the filter like that. Yeah. And then, you know, you see a Liam Neeson sort of, like, surviving, right? He's, oh, maybe there's, like, 30 dead wolves around him. Like, yeah. He's just fucking... Mur- 30 <laughs> dead wolves around him, and yeah. he just, like, gets on all fours. Hasn't... He starts skinning them. Starts, yeah. like, going to town on these wolves. You know, he's, like, making clothes. He's snacking mm-hmm. down on raw wolf. He's having using, a fucking whale of a time. their famers to make, like, a splint for his Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. yeah, so yeah. he's, like... He's got a wolf bone crutch. He's got like yeah. wolf pelts everywhere. Um, <laughs> if you haven't got... seen the trailer for this film, you're thinking it's a very different movie. Yeah. At this time. Like, oh, he's it's just going to be like... Liam Neeson surviving in the forest. He's you made have no like idea a... what's going on. He's made like a wolf bone axe. You know, he's like, yeah, but he's got yeah. a wolf jawbone that he's tied yeah. to like a wolf femur. Uh, yeah. He's made, and he's and he's he's walking along, and he's got like a, a you know, he's got a, a um, all the wolf testicles. He's like. Sewn, sewn all the ball bags together and he's got like a little bag for Wa- all of his wolf treats skin. yeah exactly yeah um and he's sort of I'll- stumping through the snow and you th- and it's following him and he's finding berries you know and he's mm-hmm. sort of looking for signs and he's i th- doing I think wilderness we'll- survival shit 
I think what would be great here, Matt, right, is like this now rehouse all this equipment, right? And we just keep seeing more and more scenes of him doing like, you know, survival things. But every time you see him, his beard's a bit longer, implying the passage of time. Yes. And maybe just occasionally he finds dead bodies of other people and they've all been stabbed. Ooh, that's he's always good. really confused. And then he finds one at one point where there's tire tracks leading up to them and he doesn't really understand. He's like, mm. oh, that's weird. And then he starts thinking and he was like, Maybe there were tire tracks the ones, but the snow would fall and I just didn't notice fully. Do you mean maybe the snow would kind of cover them up again? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of the bodies did smell smoky and stuff, but I don't know. What am I? I'm probably just going crazy. Going maybe what it is long. maybe what it is for the passage of time is like he's you know, he's like fully like butchering all these wolves up, all these wolf mm-hmm. bodies up. He's going to town on them, you know. It's like yeah. it's it's real, it's difficult to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um and then you you know you see it, sort of hear a scuffle behind him, and he turns around with his wolf axe like <laughs> like that, and it's a little wolf cub, and it's like yeah, and then he takes it under his wing, and you see you know Liam Neeson his beard getting longer, the wolf getting bigger, like padding beside him, and he's finding mm-hmm. these frozen bodies, and you maybe you see him sort of building a house, you know, for about ten minutes, yeah. you see him sort of finding these bodies, building these houses, the wolf coming to trust and respect him, yeah, uh, and you realise. You know, he, one day he finds a body and it's fresh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's like, okay, you know, he gets out his wolf axe and he's looking round and you hear just sort of like a, the, the, the dog starts growling and barking and then whining, sort of looking behind him into the mist and the snow. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he, it just like a slow zoom on Liam Neeson's face, a slow zoom into the mist and you can't see anything and it keeps doing that. And then yeah. you see Liam Neeson's eyes widen. You hear like a honk honk. And, and then there's the, two the, light beams yeah. through the mist. And then cuts. Yeah. And that's it. And then the ice road. That's where your yeah. credits are. Yeah. Um, and then remember the name by Fort Minor Place. <laughs> and then remember the name by Fort Minor Place. This is 20% luck, 50% skill. <laughs> and it cuts to like some local Alaskan town, just two guys playing basketball. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and it's like someone you know, comes somebody... in, blows the whistle, and it's their their PE teacher. And their PE teacher is played by uh, Melissa McCarthy. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Who's now the main character of this film? Oh, see, I thought maybe it was going to be like a, you know, teens on a road trip, right? It's like they're in Alaska oh, and they've yeah, got to go. Better, actually, yeah. They're going, you know, to like a, a, a cabin to do fishing and so on. <gasps> oh, Because I think it's... it would be very funny. I think it would be very funny if it turns out Liam Neeson's been like. 20 minutes walk outside of a city this whole <laughs> <Yeah>. time <laughs> like they oh, find his body and they find his yeah. hut and they find his wolf and he's like not even two miles away from like yeah. uh Liam Neeson's constantly asking the wolf where he's getting these baby bells from <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand where you're getting them <laughs> there must be another lodge around here somewhere that he's breaking into and getting baby bells. Yeah, and Liam Neeson, yeah, he's always looking for it, but he's no, he's just never gone left the entire time that he's been there. Um, yeah, all right, well, well, then, if it's going to be cool teens, then, Matt, what if it's, um, what if in this town of Alaska, the, the, the person playing basketball was a young Florence Pugh, you know, Florence Pugh, the, the actress? Yes. And the person coming to pick them up is Hayden Panettiere, her, her not long lost, but like sister who doesn't live in the town anymore. They do live look quite anymore. similar, don't they? Yeah. So I think it's Hayden Panettiere coming, to, you know, for like a, a nice little 
uh, cold chilly getaway went to see yeah, Rochester. I like that often. because yeah, um, yeah and Hayden Panettiericles was in until dawn, mm-hmm. the excellent Wendigo game. Yeah, which I think is good, right? Because I I like I hate whenever they have like step siblings or like siblings that don't see so much and they all hate each other. I think yeah. this should be very nice. No, I yeah, think it should it's be just good. Genuinely, yeah. like they're like oh, really happy to see each other. Yeah, I mean? and it doesn't mean there can't be some conflict of like Hayden Panettiere has got like I don't know money problems or a split with a boyfriend or something. But I just like their relationship's nice. Do you yeah, know I mean? think they have like a strong bond, and then maybe there's like a few other friends coming. You know, yeah. uh, there's maybe Jim like, Carrey. Jim Carrey's there as like a cool <laughs> teen. Sure, yeah. um, you've got... he's just playing his character from Dumb and Dumb. Yeah, you got uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, and Jim Andy Carrey Sandberg is hot rod. Yeah, okay. Jim Carrey, yeah. Uh uh Kevin Bacon and Andy Sandberg. Yeah. Um, Kevin Bacon played this character from Footless. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, just that's they're just they're, they're yeah, they're just they're they're just playing teens because yeah. that, you know, the famous Kevin Bacon obviously very famous for playing teens. Yeah. Uh Oh, actually, instead of Jim Carrey, then can it be Steve Buscemi? He's in that Hello Fellow Teens outfit yes. from the meme. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then, um, so they're like all cool. And maybe the conflict is that one of them, um, let's say... Is actually a 50-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out Hayden, Hayden Panettiere is a 50-year-old man. Hayden <laughs> Panettiere is Florence Pugh's dad. <laughs> in disguise. I just didn't want to let her know. I was so afraid when I left. I was so afraid when I left. I didn't know how to come back. So I disguised myself as your long lost sister. And then yeah, uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon and Steve Buscemi going, shame, pretending to be a teen, you 50-year-old man. Like sweating buckets. Yeah. But Andy Sandberg is still just like a 30-year-old man. He's like a weird older guy who would stop hanging out with these teens. Yeah. Like he's yeah, not yeah. pretending to be anything he's not. He's, he's just, he's like just Andy Sandberg. Thir- yeah. Everyone's like, like this is weird that guy. Andy Sandberg wants to hang out with us. But I mean, I guess it's cool. Yeah. It's um, cool that Hollywood celebrity Andy Sandberg yeah, came wants to this small town in Alaska. Wanted to go on a fishing trip with us. That's mad. <laughs> Maybe they won an Instagram competition and he forgot to set the parameters of where he would travel to. Yes. And now he's stuck in Alaska for like a week. Yeah, that's, maybe that's a bit more conflict that he's mad about yeah. it as well. Yeah. And maybe like Steve Buscemi's brought his like mean girlfriend along. And they're yeah. like, oh, why did you have to bring like... <laughs> Steve Buscemi and his girlfriend, I don't know, um, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. WWE. Yeah, we'll make this a WWE movie. <laughs> We'll make this a star turn for Alexa Bliss. This is the fucking thing a WWE movie would be. It's like this is the sort of shit they would pull. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Steve Buscemi's going out with Alexa Bliss, who's a real yeah rude woman to everyone. He and yeah, Panettiere yeah, and Florence Pure friends. I don't think he and Panettiere is actually her dad. I think that's too hard to no. Fit I in, think that fit yeah. in a twenty minute plot. Um, and Andy Samberg's there because he's they've won an Instagram competition. Yeah, I think the conflict is that. Andy Samberg is there and doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Right, because he they've won a competition and he just sort of didn't think it through. Yeah. And then I also think that Alexa Bliss is there as like the, you know, the mean one who's gonna come through at the end in the, you know, in the clutch. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss is gonna be the one who's like, all right, here's what we got. Here's, listen up, fuckers. Here's what we got to do. Yeah. I'm gonna suplex this truck and yeah. you're... At, you're all going to get out of here. At some point, they have a bit where like Andy Samberg could very easily save everyone, and he chooses not to, runs away to save himself, and Alexa Bliss 
helps anyway, even though she's been mean the whole time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And Andy Samberg, you know, gets murdered by trucks, obviously. Yeah. I like to think Andy Samberg gets murdered by because no one's put Liam Neeson's body away. It's just frozen and it just falls over on top of him. <laughs> he, yeah. Oh. <laughs> It just suffocates him and he can't get up because it's too cold. He, I mean, Andy Sandberg has an ongoing thing where he keeps on how cold his fingies are. And every time he takes the stuff <laughs> too icy, it's just he keeps hurting himself. So then Liam Neeson falls on top of him. He's like, I can't get him off. It's hurting my fingies. Oh, and everyone just good, yeah. stands there and watches Andy Sandberg Stand suffocate. there and watches him die. <laughs> yeah. Even the truck. <laughs> the Maybe truck's it's like there. the truck's not killing anyone. It's just like, yeah, we're glad this guy's dead, huh? Yeah. Who's the truck played by? Uh, the truck's voiced by Bill Hader. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, that's a good. That's some good casting. Yeah, I think maybe. I, what was I going to say? Oh, right, with the fingies thing. Yeah. I thought maybe you were going to say like you know Liam Neeson's frozen like this <laughs> like, in the classic pose, like yeah, yeah. like that. With his hand hands up like in claws. With his hands up like claws. Yes, yeah. just sort of ostensibly to try and protect himself, and he's yeah. like pinned to a tree with a big knife or yeah. something. And then Andy Sandberg runs into him and he's like, and he falls over and then you see sort of the Liam Neeson fall and he's like, ah, as yeah. like the fingers <clears throat> go through his face, you know, oh, right, and yeah. he gets like, like icy fingers and peel up. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's bad. Killed actually. by cold fingers. Yeah, that's bad. The actually. very thing that he's been complaining about the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The ironic death, you know? Right. I think I think because it's a slasher film, right? We've set up the characters enough, and increasingly a slasher film. Once you have the characters, you can just fuck it. The rest of the plots are relevant, right? Other than like, yes. maybe a twist at the end, because all it has to do is you have to establish you care about the characters, and you slowly kill them off. Yeah, I think so. I think probably the truck breaks down right at some point. Yeah, on the ice road, mm-hmm. the truck breaks down. Not the truck, sorry, the the the, the car that they're all in mm-hmm. breaks down. Um, or maybe falls into the ice because we've got the ice cracking sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. In the trailer, so no. something has to fall into the ice at some point. That's very good, right? Because if their car goes into the ice, and that could be foreshadowing of how they beat the truck later. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah where Alexa Bliss suplexes the truck through the ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking it would be a kind of thing where like, they keep they're running down like a big motorway, and either side of them is just frozen lakes, and they're like, the only way we're going to survive this is to cross the lake. Uh, but it's getting like the slightly warmer part where they're like the lake's not th- thick enough anymore to support people, so they all yeah. have to do that like tummy crawl thing. And it means if we don't get across fast enough, the truck's just gonna like mush Blast us all across. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see the truck coming. The truck's like yeah. spreading its wheels out a bit, trying to do <laughs> yeah. the tummy shuffling thing. Yeah. Bill Hader's like, oh, I'm gonna get you. I don't know what Bill Hader sounds like. And then as like the truck's going across. Then from the top of the truck, you see Kevin Bacon has managed to avoid breaking the ice because of his fancy footwork. Has <laughs> climbed along the top of the truck and has got the truck's knife that it had earlier. Oh shit! And it just Kevin Bacon wrestling the knife out of the hand of a truck. But I was thinking, and he, then stabbing he, it right in the like. I don't even think he stabs truck. He jumps in front of the truck and stabs the ice, making a big crack Ooh. in it, and then he jumps from each little bit of ice <laughs> like you know like yes. perfectly across each bit of so ice so maybe these two people who that I thought were running towards the truck are actually running away from the truck yeah, yeah and yeah. it's Kevin Bacon and Steve Buscemi <laughs> yeah but Steve Buscemi falls into the ice in the weather and that's how he dies it's not very yeah, poetic yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing it's not built up it's just like oh he's dead <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah I think crucially earlier on Alexa Bliss would sacrifice herself to save everyone but in the process of doing it the truck accidentally leaves out one of its arms out the knife Alexa Bliss hooks it 
one arm around the front of the truck, just full suplex over the top onto the back. Yeah. So that the wheels are in the air. And then in a fit of just ring awareness, she goes to the pin, not thinking about what she's doing. And the truck stop, <laughs> stabs her in the back. Uh, yeah, very good. I think, though, crucially, I think that has to happen after Steve Buscemi dies. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, oh, no, Steve Buscemi. Uh, uh, we were in love and I'm, I'm mean, but I'm also like not a bad person, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then she, so, and then, and then she makes the sacrifice play after that. Mm-hmm. Good, good stuff. Yeah. I like that. So who is going to be the final person in all this? Because Andy Samberg dies very early on, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Because also, because he's also expensive. Yeah. Admittedly, we have made this into a film, which has a lot of A-list celebrities. In it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Maybe Liam Neeson's only in the first 10 minutes because he was a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Andy Samberg dies first, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, after Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson dies in the first 10 minutes. Liam Neeson yeah. dies first, but yeah. in, in terms of the actual movie, you know, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, the yeah, setup. Yeah. In terms of the actual movie, Andy Samberg dies first, and maybe that's how they find Liam Neeson. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. like, what happened here, you know? Yeah. He's been stabbed, but also he's frozen. Also, yeah. it's Liam Neeson. Why was, you know, and they find the house and they're like, the fuck was he doing here? Yeah. This is 10 minutes walk oh. from town. And maybe at that point they get there and like, oh, he, it's weird that he couldn't find, he's weird he lived here because he clearly had a vehicle. Look at all the tire tracks here. And what happens, yes. he realizes that the truck has come and been driving around for ages trying to find him. And then mm. it eventually stabs him. And they're like, it's weird. He obviously has a vehicle, but where is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, then, yeah, like, yeah. Weird, he, weird we never saw this guy yeah. in town. And the police, the police obviously have, would have cordoned it off and they're looking at it and they're like, well, it's impossible to follow the tracks because it's snowing so much because it's Alaska. And they say that yeah. and they look right down the camera, it's Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the police are like, you know, they're there. And they're like, well, I mean, it's unfortunate can- that Andy Samberg died, I guess, but you kids clearly had nothing to do with it. You can go about your business. <laughs> can the police be Keenan and Kale? Of course they can, yeah. I think that's real funny with Keenan Thompson and Kale Mitchell. <laughs> It's also, um, Keenan Thompson worked with Andy Samberg for a long time. That's true. So yeah, yeah, they did. They and Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of crossover here. Yeah. Between the WWE and also... <laughs> SNL. SNL. And two pretty, actually, quite good female actresses. Yeah, Don't absolutely. deserve to be in this piece of shit. And Steve Buscemi. Um, Steve Buscemi has an Oscar, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes, he does. And now he's in the ice road. Yeah. I can't wait to read the real plot of this film. <laughs> Andy Samberg dies first. Yeah. Right. Um, pinned, stabbed through the eyes with the frozen fingers of Liam Neeson. I th- oh, what if though? What if the body, what if Andy Samberg finds it? It's like, oh, gross. That's that dude. Oh, gross. There's like a dead guy here. And before yeah. he can say anything, the truck is, because you know, it's been looking for Liam Neeson, it's still local. And all it does is beep its horn so loud that the snow falls off the roof, knocking the oh, that's it. very good. Because you yeah, want yeah. the so truck to be responsible. Truck yeah, you want the yes. truck to be responsible, right? Yeah, that's very good. Cool. So who goes next after that? Oh, because and that, I would think... be, that would be such a mystery because it all black. But we just heard his truck. We just heard it beeping two minutes ago. Yeah. But how is he? How could his truck have beeped when he's dead? He's when been he's dead been so dead long. for so long. Oh, this is it. This is it. We've mm. figured it out, right? And so, yeah. So after that, I think the truck has to actually knife somebody, right? right? They have to find out that it's the truck that's doing it, right? right. 
But they're like, oh, this truck's been following us for a while, and then the car breaks down, well, and they're like, oh, all right, we'll guess we'll have to go on foot, you know? What, what if then that day, right after, like, obviously they're a bit shaken and stuff, so he and mm. Panettiere, the older sister, is like, well, look, everyone, let's just go get all our supplies for the fishing trip, you know, go get some new coats and stuff, let's just get, make sure we have enough stuff that we can have a really good day, and while they're out yeah. having their shopping spree, that's when Alexa Bliss is being really rude. And being yes. really mean, but what yeah, you come to realize like, oh, is, for fuck's sake, Alexa Bliss. The reason you come to realize later, the reason Alexa Bliss is being so rude is because he and Panettiere reminds her of her older sister, who was very rude to her. Oh, so shit. she's just yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. projecting. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Then they have a whole big, was a big blow off, and Steve Buscemi goes around to the apartment that Alexa Bliss lives at, tries to apologize to her, and is like, I don't want to talk to you today famous Oscar-winning actor, Steve Buscemi, and he yeah. goes outside and sits on a bench. He's like, I just don't know what to do. And as he's sitting on the bench, just around the corner of the house, you see these, the truck just very, very slowly start pulling oh, up. Oh, very good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because again, you want to get Steve Buscemi out of there pretty quickly because he's got an Oscar. He's not cheap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Steve Buscemi is, an absolute, is a great pick to die next because then that's why... Everyone's feeling very sorry for Alexa Bliss. So they're like, oh, even though you're a bit of a cunt, yeah. you can come with us on our fishing trip because I think, you know, you need a distraction from your boyfriend getting stabbed. You can have one of those classic snowy town things where it's like, well, unfortunately, because of where we are, we can only get like, you know, an air ambulance up here like once a week or something like that. Kind of mm. thing. Like, you know, one of those class things where it's like, look, they've kept him in the town morgue, but we can't have a f- we can't actually have a funeral for him because it's mysterious circumstances till the end of the yeah. week. We need to get a coroner up here, etc. So, look, we'll do best we can. We'll try to distract this. Just go on our fishing trip. And maybe yeah, Alexa yeah. Bliss is just silent the whole day. I mean, she's just kind of rude. Just she's like, just not... Yeah, she's and, not engaged. And at this point, then, you can have the truck kill the people in town because they're fishing. I imagine they're in one of those little huts out on the middle of a lake ages away. Do you mean, like, ice fishing? Mm. So, in the town, loads of just no-name people are getting killed. Yes. You know I mean? Just like real. People nobody's... keep turning up dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Kane and Keller just have a lot of hijinks between them because they're funny. Yeah. But they're not solving the crime at all. They're just getting more and more. No, spooked. no. They're just like doing business with, like, you know, a donut box and yeah. spilling coffee on each other. And, I, like... I really like the idea of a scene later on where, like, the, the three girls we have left now, like the girl boss gang, are, like, hiding in a house somewhere they think they're safe and they hear something walking about. And they're like terrified and they go to open the door. It's just Keaton and Keller both like hiding with a duvet over their heads, but in their police yeah. uniform. Like in, in like a like in the back alley of a, or like the back room of a house that no one lives in. Mm. <laughs> or maybe there's like a moment where, you know, they're hiding in like a in like a fishing shack or something and they know the trucks stalking them and they hear uh, you know, the sound of like wheels and an engine pulling up outside. Yeah. Uh, and they are, you know, they're terrified. They're like, oh shit, the truck's found us. And the door opens and they're like, aha, you know, fully rearing up with like weapons and shit. Yeah. And then it's Keenan and Cal. Yeah. And they're like, what are you guys doing? It's, yeah. you know, you better attack an officer of the Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, doing business, yeah, doing yeah, little yeah. bits. And it's, it breaks the tension. Yeah. And then suddenly you see two knives appear through the fronts of Keenan yeah. and Cal and they get like lifted off their feet. And then the truck's there, and then it's the you know it's then it then it then it's then they gotta they gotta run away oh, again. Then that's that's real good because you have the tension builder right, but maybe because it's in the little hut around it's you know not like capped like the normal roads and stuff. So maybe the truck gets its wheels stuck in the snow and starts spinning, so they have a chance to escape. You know, mm. they get a bit of a head start because. Really, if you're on foot and a truck's fucking driving through a cabin, that's just going to plow through it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, then you have a bet for them to get a bit of head start. You know, they get in their car yeah. and take off down the road. And so maybe that's when it is. Maybe that's when they sort of break out on their own, you know. Yeah. 
people in the town, you know, the, there's not that many people in the town anyway, like yeah. maybe so many of the sort of people have died. Everyone started running away. And then mm. Keenan and Kel both get shafted in one like fell swoop. Yeah. And then the girls are like, all right, fuck it. We've got to get out of here. We've got to come up with a plan to deal with this goddamn murderous truck. They're going to drive off the bridge of the town, even though it's like too dangerous weather-wise. They're like, look, we don't have a choice. If we don't get yeah. out of here, we're going to die regardless. And they get there mm. and the bridge has been busted down. And they no realize shit. they have yeah, yeah, no yeah. choice but to kill the truck. We've got to kill this truck. That's what they say. That's what Alexa Bliss says. She yeah. hasn't spoken for like 20 minutes and then she's like, oh no, that thought we got to oh, kill this truck. A real fucking good um, little bit of monologue here, right? Where like mm. they're all like the two, uh, Hayden Panettiere and Florence Pure in the front and just look and see the bus sign. And they're like, the bridge is out. And they just look at each other and they start panicking. Be like, what are we going to do? Like, you're like real like, um, just like as you would anyone would react to situation, they think they're gonna die. They just start like getting a bit manic, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And then just in the back, you hear, "Maybe come to the shit town. I'm fucking freezing. You killed my <laughs> boyfriend, and now I've got to kill a fucking truck." And she just gets out of the car, and they just like turn around and look, and she like um walks across like you know like maybe the police station's near the bridge, and yeah, she yeah, knows Keenan and Cal are dead now, and she just walks mm. in and. Through the door, you just see Florence, Pew and Hayden Panther that like calmly look to each other, and then look to the door, and Alexa Bliss just walks out the front with a shotgun and a, a bandolier of grenades. It's like, let's fucking yeah, yeah, kill yeah. this truck. <laughs> and you see, you know, they've all been wearing like sensible Alaskan gear up till yeah. now, big coats and yeah. like hats and shit. But she walks out with like a big shotgun and like a fucking sword and like a big <laughs> bandolier of grenades. In her WWE ring gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I just like the idea of just her walking out. I just imagine hearing that phrase from Alexa Bliss, who also, like, even as a wrestler, Alexa Bliss is, like, 5'2". Like, she's not... Yeah, yeah, a, she's yeah. very small. She just imagines her going, let's kill this fucking truck. <laughs> and now it's an action movie. Now yeah. it's fucking... Now you have the fucking tooling, tooling up scene, Florence right? Pugh, Hayden Panettiere, and Alexa Bliss geared up to fuck. Like, rocket launchers, grenades. Florence Pugh is covered in grenades. Hayden Panettiere <laughs> is doing the, like, classic, you know, like, wrapping the barbed wire around her arm thing. Yeah, As, like, yeah, yeah. a rusty street sign, she's taped to the other arm. You know, that kind of thing. And they've all got, yeah. like, caltrops, you know, the, the spiky Absolutely. things. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've got the big, like, yeah. sheets that the police throw out to, yeah. you know, to pop your tyres. They've got yeah, their, yeah. their gear in up. And then... It's, like, empty <laughs> town. There's oh, empty fuck. town, no one else in it. But this is it, right? And all you see is the three of them in the street, and it's dark, right? With all it's lit by the moonlight. And the other end of the street, mm. you see the two headlights come on, and then it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's twenty percent luck. And then you just have a big fight scene between them big fight and, scene and the two truck. Fort Minor. Yeah. yeah. Well, remember the gameplay with all them just smashing the things. The truck's arms start flailing around, right? And then, yeah. like at one point, maybe they've got a bit of the upper hand, but it's a truck, right? Yeah, and they all like kind of back off thinking, have we won? And you just hear Bill Hader's voice say, you kids not watched the movie, you should do better than to fight when there's only one truck. Because you know what one is? A prime number. And then the truck just floats up into like a transformer. And it's like, <laughs> he's Bill Hader prime. They're like, oh shit, that's a fucking transformer sickle. Yeah, as well as the gray sickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they have to fight Bill Hader as like an Optimus as Prime Optimus version. Prime, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh and then yeah, and that's when Alexa Bliss makes the big sacrifice play yeah. to make and that maybe that's the big finisher because it's a WWE movie. Yeah. Alexa Bliss has to do, you know, has to have the last word. Um 
I saw she suplexes the truck like into the water. Yeah. And you think that it's done. But like in the same way that in the first Friday the 13th movie, you know, when they're on the lake. Yeah. And Jason comes out the water and grabs the girl. Yeah. You know, Alex or in like Gandalf on the bridge <laughs> with the Balrog, you know, Alexa Briss thinks she's done it. The truck's sunk. She's walking away from the lake and suddenly big mechanical arm comes up, grabs Alexa Bliss and everyone. And that's the you know that's yeah. that's the that's the the end of the climax. Alexa Bliss oh. has sacrificed herself to save Hayden Panettiere Maybe and at that Florence point, Pugh. Alexa Bliss is like grabbing onto the ground, right? And he's just screaming through the grenade, and Florence Pugh's like, "But you'll go too." And Alexa Bliss is like, mm. "Just throw it!" And she lifts her hands, like accepting that she's gonna go. She gets dragged into the water, and Florence Pugh just chucks the bandolier in. And you see, like, mm. an unnecessarily large a explosion. Huge like a fucking, explosion. Like a mushroom cloud explosion. Yeah. <laughs> and just bits of, like, tire and gear stick and stuff are falling everywhere. And then Florence Pugh and Hayden Pantier say, hey, let's get that breakfast we never had. Yes. <laughs> and as they walk away, you see, like, Alexa Bliss's ring T-shirt just sort of flat yeah. down in front of the camera, smoking slightly. Yeah. It's, like, a little bit on fire. And then, uh, and then they play the, uh, the other Fort Minor song that no one remembers, but the sad one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it exists. Which, I don't know. They, they, Fort Minor have a whole album. I used to love that album. Yeah. I think it's called Believe Me. <laughs> it's the sad one. Or possibly The High Road. Who knows? The only, the only other Fort Minor song I remember, apart from uh, Remember the Name, is called Cigarette, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Pa- and Petrified? Was that one? Pet maybe it's one of the stupidest fucking hooks i've ever heard in my life right yeah i, I remember it well i know i just know exactly you know the, the one like about, it's yeah. just like a cigarette it's something that i do once in a while but between me and you it's just yeah. like a cigarette nobody's really ah. fooled i don't want the truth i want to look fucking cool the sad song <laughs> all right called, the sad all right so- mike shinoda <laughs> the sad song was called where'd you go oh i miss yeah. you so yeah feels like it's been forever oh, yeah since you've been gone yeah that's the one right? yeah that's the ending song yeah, we'll yeah. play that now i'm gonna put in i'm gonna put in all of these yeah just yeah i like the idea of whatever this episode ends just play that in full because bonus content no one can stop yeah still, i mean i might drop this on the main feed anyway because this yeah. has been a good episode okay anyway right and we need one for next tuesday yeah. Oh yeah, everyone enjoy enjoy this Patreon content exclusive. You yeah. s- regular scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt, would you like to know the real plot? Yes. I'll fucking strap in because this is a recent film, so it's very long. <laughs> All right, here we go. Where do you, Matt? The first sentence of this is going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> oh wait. So hang on. First off, do we need to guess how close we got? I reckon not very. <laughs> I think. I think if one, I, if, I think if one percent counts as Liam Neeson being in it, one percent. I think we will be lucky if there's even a truck mentioned in the plot. <laughs> <laughs> right. For, I cannot believe the first. I've just looked at the first. Right here we go. <clears throat> All right. An explosion at a mine in Manitoba traps twenty-six miners. Mike McCann and his brother Gertie. An Iraq war veteran suffering from PTSD and aphasia work for a trucking company until Mike punches another trucker for referring to Gertie as the R-slur. Fucking hell. They're fired for that. <laughs> for some They're reason. fired for yeah. that, sure. Not, yeah. not, the piece of, not the person who said yeah. the slur. Mike hears about ice road truckers needed in Winnipeg and they apply. 
Fuck, this is genuinely a name we would have come up with. I'm surprised this name hasn't been mentioned so far. Jim Goldenrod, another trucker, <laughs> agrees to lead a rescue mission to deliver the wellheads. Oh, to deliver wellheads to the mine. I thought he was calling the miners wellheads. <laughs> oh, his fucking wellheads are dropped out. <laughs> he hires McCann and Gertie along with a young woman. Tantu, not Tattoo, Tantu. Also joining us, Actuary Vernet, responsible for insurance risk assessments. Uh... The oh, co- I bet they die quickly. Yeah. Uh, 200,000 is split between the four truckers, which will be redistributed among the survivors if anyone dies. Meanwhile, the miners are communicating with the company that have let them in there, um, telling them they plan to set them free by blasting a tunnel. That sounds bad to me. Sounds bad so to me is. to blast a mine. <clears throat> the team leaves for the mine with three wellheads during the trip. Goldenrod's engine seizes. Oh, not Jim Goldenrod. <laughs> oh no! Uh, while attempting to repair it, the ice beneath his trailer breaks and his leg gets trapped. Knowing- uh, okay, so that'll be the what we see in the poster right there. Yeah. Knowing he can't <clears throat> escape, he convinces Tantu to sever the strap attaching him to the truck, causing him to gr- drown, but saving the other two rigs and a wellhead. In an attempt to flee the rapidly approaching pressure wave and cracking ice, the remaining two trucks fishtail and roll over. So oh, no. Yeah. So there's no trucks left. Apparently not. Okay. Vernet convinces Mike to accuse Tantu of sabotaging Goldenrod's rig, but Tantu reveals her brother Cody is among the miners. Oh, personal stakes. Yeah. Hold on. Matt, that's a con- conflicted uh, sibling issue there. So I'd say we got that's what's true. I think we're in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they continue to interrogate her, she pulls out a pistol, but Gertie disarms her and ties her up. Oh, good lad, Gertie. Okay. After the men write the trucks, of course the men do it. There's literally three women. There's two other women this time, but the men have to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wait, hang on. There's other women? I thought it was just Tantu. I thought Vernet. Is Vernet not a woman's name? I don't know. It's not. The actor's called Benjamin Walker. So. Yeah, I thought Tantu <laughs> was the only woman on that team. Well, apologies for not knowing the name Vernet, everyone. <laughs> also, <laughs> upon closer look, Vernet is a surname. So that, well, there we are. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Um... Uh, where are we? After the men write the trucks, Vernet locks Mike and Gertie in the back of their rig. Vernet is revealed. Wait, why? Be- what have Mike and Gertie done? Vernet is revealed to be the one who sabotaged Goldenrod's rig and oh. knocks Tantu unconscious. So he wants all the money. Mm. He rigs Mike's truck with dynamite and drives off with Tantu. We had a truck blow up. We didn't. I didn't. Touch. Oh yeah, yeah, the truck did blow up at yeah, the end, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Uh, but Mike and Gertie escape the trailer and throw the dynamo away just before it explodes. Well, we have the idea of a truck blowing up, Shit. so that's fine. Three <laughs> percent so far. Yeah. Um, Vernet watches from afar, believing Mike and Gertie are dead. While winching the trailer out of the ice, Gertie tries to warn Mike the winch will fail, but Mike starts the machine anyway. Winch snaps, causing Gertie and the trailer to fall into the water. But Mike rescues Gertie. Vernet meets Sickle. <laughs> Great name, Sickle. Uh. Uh, where am I? Telling Mike, telling him that Mike and Gertie have died. Sickle instructs Vernet to get rid of Tantu and the last remaining wellhead by making it seem Tantu lost control and veered off a cliff. Vernet prepares to kill Tantu, but is bitten by Gertie's pet rat, Skater. What? <laughs> enabling... Sex rat? Yeah. Where the fuck's this, the rat come from? That wasn't mentioned before. <laughs> enabling Tantu to throw him out of the rig, Mike and Gertie arrive and kill the contractors pursuing Tantu. Which also was not mentioned. <laughs> no, what? Who was pursuing what? This is <laughs> fuck. plus fucked. I would say our film makes more sense than this. Yes. Just because ours was about a murderous truck, at least in, in the film it makes sense. Anyway, 
Tantu runs out of fuel due to Vernet disconnecting her fuel equalizer. A fuel equalizer? Is that a thing? I don't know. He crashes up to her, but Mike crashes his rig into Vernet, sending it off a cliff. Jesus Christ. Vernet survives and creates an avalanche with dynamite. Mike and Gertie escape, but Tantu is hit by snow and wounded by a branch. A fucking branch. (laughs) (laughs) They uncouple her trailer and drive off with a wellhead. Vernet pursues them in Tantu's rig and begins ramming them. Mike boards Vernet's rig and both fall from the truck. After a struggle, Mike attempts to drive away, but Vernet climbs into the rig. Mike knocks Vernet out, accelerates the rig, jumps out, causing it to fall through the surface and kill Vernet. So he, he does do the truck through the water tricks, which means it's, that's 4%. Cool. 4%. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tantu and Gertie cross a bridge not designed for the weight of the truck and barely make it over before the bridge collapses. After crossing, the truck starts sliding backwards and Gertie is crushed trying to prevent the truck from falling. Mike arrives and comforts the dying Gertie. All right. That, there's, that's all it says there. No time given to Gertie's death. Uh-huh. Mike and Tanti arrive just in time to rescue the miners. After learning the truth, the company CEO and Sickle were arrested for their actions. Three months later, Tanti is seen working in Goldenrod's garage as a mechanic. Mike visits her in his new gold truck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> which he drives as an independent contractor to deliver sporting goods. <laughs> as he drives <laughs> off... He is seen tending to Skeeter. <laughs> Skeeter's the rat, right? Yeah. And his license plate reads TRK, 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 which was what Gertie called trucks. <laughs> Turk? Turk, yeah. Turk, Turk. Yeah. Fuck, that sounds shit. <laughs> Christ. And who did Liam Neeson play in this film? Mike, the main guy. Okay, right, cool. Do you want to hear something mad? Jim yes. Goldenrod was Lawrence Fishburne. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's fucked. The guy who played Gertie, literally his Wikipedia page says, born 1973 Brussels and has six films on it. Sweet. Yeah. Mine says. Look, our film was better. I'm not even going to ask for people's opinions. No, our film was so much better. Yeah. God, Liam Neeson does some trash. Yeah. And the weird he used to be like a genuine well-respected actor. Then he was like, did one action film. And he was like, I'll do literally anything. Yeah, but I mean, that <laughs> happens to a lot of people, doesn't it? Fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah, well, Bruce Willis has stopped trying. I feel like Liam yeah. Neeson, at least in the films, is doing a bit. Whereas Bruce Willis do you is kind of like... Do you think Liam Neeson's still putting effort into his to the movies yeah, that Bruce he Willis isn't even being Bruce Willis anymore. He's just reading the lines. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, yeah, but it's awful to see. Yeah. Liam Neeson occasionally does other things other than action films, so you know he's at least trying, but he's just not good anymore, unfortunately. Mm. Anyway, there we are. <laughs> there we are. Well done, everybody. What we was that attractive it. Frenchman called, Matt? I need him for the outro. Is it Jean Marais? <laughs> Jean Marais, yeah. Okay. Everyone, I've been Mac. Uh, I've been Matt. And don't forget to Google Jean Marais. <laughs> <laughs> he's very handsome. Yeah, he is. And Hope if you, you want context for that, fucking pay for it. Ha <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess this is going to all the scrubs. You don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you should change it on the Discord so that all the people who are Patreons are called scrubs. <laughs> yeah, so should. Anyway, goodbye. Bye. All right.
right, folks, thank you very much for listening to this bonus episode. Today's Patreon compliment goes out to Dark Fang. Dark Fang, if you were on any reality show of your choice, I reckon you get at least to the quarterfinals, maybe even the finals. And I reckon that's pretty good. Thank you so much for supporting the show. The fact that you listen to this and like it enough to pay money for it is truly the greatest treat of all for uh, me and Mac and Holly. Thanks as always go to the rest of our patrons, Red and Dobbo, Shay Taylor, Eggboy, Dean, Bryce Vizoris, The Wonderful Dark Fang, Patrick, Elliot Rowe, Emma F, Stuart McCowan, Holly, Shane McMenemy, Farhad Althani, Sophie Ellen Kersis, and Jake Simpson. If you're not already, please do follow the pod on PLR underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter and follow the individual hosts at Matt's Music House, at The Macaroni Prince and at Holomy on all of the platforms. Oh, and if you could, do leave a five-star review. Thank you. See you next week, folks. Bye.